Hello, and welcome to a vintage episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, the founder of Columbia Tools, Bernie St. James, live from his beautiful lodge-style home at uh, Salt Spring, small island off of Victoria, B.C., Bernie and I waste no time diving right into the origin of Columbia Tools, how they came to be, and how he tackled solving the problem of tooling with a cutter blade. But you never did that. No, no. You never did that. So I took a drywall knife blade, like yeah. a big box cutter or whatever, yeah. and I would just take a, a, a blade, a named blade, and I would uh, spray it blue with a blue coloring. Okay. And I'd carve out my blades uh, on a grinding stone. Yeah. Oh my God! Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. And that's just one piece. Yeah. One component. One little piece. One component. So, uh, yeah. what you? This was around eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah. Bernie is just an absolute pleasure to talk to and get to know, and I know you will feel the same after listening to this interview. Also, shout out to Columbia Tools for sponsoring the month of June on the Drywall Podcast. We appreciate them for that. Columbia Tools helps you get through your workday more easily and more efficiently. With their line of automatic and semi-automatic drywall finishing tools, you will spend less time at each job and that saves you money. In this podcast, we will dive into the history of Columbia Tools and why... Bernie kept going when he should have given up. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available at csrbuilding.com. You can also find Fresco Harmony materials in the United States at www.frescoharmony.com. Without further ado... Bernie St. James, owner of Columbia Tools. Let's get into it. The Drywall Podcast started a live video. That's you, man. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) We're live here with Bernie St. James of Columbia Tools. As promised, I'm Nick Harmon of the Drywall Podcast. And we are in beautiful Salt Spring Island off of, it's like a coastal island off of Vancouver Island up in this little gaggle of islands around uh, Vancouver, BC. Close to Victoria. Close to Victoria. And this is a beautiful, um, uh, I would say like cabin. Yeah. You know, but it's it's very big. It's, it's a lodge. <laughs> it's a lodge, and then and then behind me, there's eagles nesting, yeah. and then we have uh, a lake. Yeah. There's a beautiful little lake, and a beaver lives down there. And last night there were frogs, but uh, we were talking. Yeah. We were talking last night about. Uh, we got into a little bit of conversation about how. Columbia, how you sort of started tooling the tools for Columbia, and it's a fantastic conversation. And we were talking about how part of the catalyst of 
the Columbia tools being made was because of the Ames had a uh, Ames had a, uh, a patent really a on patent on and, the and they had a rental only a uh, rental only you could not buy anything and uh, yeah okay yeah. all right so we're gonna get into it a little bit and then we're gonna have sort of a similar conversation about uh, about how Columbia tools came to be so so starting out, you were a drywall contractor. Where were you located at the time? In Qualicum Beach, uh, in, uh, in Parksville, Qualicum, on, in the mid middle of Vancouver Island, basically. In the middle of Vancouver yeah. Island. So you were yeah. doing drywall. You yeah. had your wife. What's her name? Hilda. Hilda. Yeah. And you and Hilda were hanging out. You're, do you're running a drywall company. Yeah. And you had a subcontractor so you'd subcontract the finish work out to these the this drywaller and all yeah. of a sudden he shows up with these crazy tools yeah. and he's going way too fast he's making too much money well yeah i, I was kind of uh, man this guy's doing better than i am <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i'm supposed to be the guy that uh, you know makes the money but, right 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 yeah. you get the jobs and so what was the square footage price uh back then if you don't mind i mean oh, you're boy. selling the jobs that's a long time uh, yeah it wasn't that much i mean i think borders or hangers were making i don't know was it four cents a foot uh, four was, cents four cents a like square foot yeah four cents and, and most of the guys are finishing by hand right yeah okay yeah and right. take, especially on the west coast i mean when sure. you go inland uh canada you are in Saskatchewan, they were using tools, and that's where Len came from, the Saskatchewan to the West Coast. Who's Len? Len was the guy that uh, made, did the taping for me. Yeah. Oh, with okay, the tools, okay. Yeah. How did he find out about Ames? Tools? Well, because in Saskatchewan, in the middle of Winnipeg, was the original uh, main center for whole of Canada for Ames, and they shipped tools from Winnipeg out to the west. Okay. East, East Coast and to the West Coast. So they had only one location. Okay. Yeah. So that, so everybody got trained out there. They, they so it was highly used. But on the West Coast, it was always a lagger. It was like we we just everybody learned by hand and sure. Yeah. So this guy came out. This is probably seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so this guy comes out and he's running the tools and you're like, hey, where the hell did you get those tools? I'm paying you too much money. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to pull up. We were living in this little house that we built by, you know, we were young. We built this little house uh, and out of, out of, just out of our cash, out of our money pocket. Yeah, yeah. This guy would come in on payday with his New Yorker in our, in our dumb old driveway and Pick up his check and walk out, right? And, yeah, uh, that's yeah, how, yeah. So interesting. So you see these tools. What's your first thought when you see the tools? Like, is it like I'm gonna make these tools, or no. how do I start? How do I start leveraging uh, efficiency out of these tools? Well, the first leveraging was I could run around and get jobs, okay. and I didn't have to do the work. And let and the guy that had the tools, he he, he concentrated on subbing out the work so that gives me i could, could do a lot more business that way right? you could do a lot more business. through him using the tools right and, oh okay and my job then was only to follow up behind him i kind of did a critical like you know like a, a checker yeah so i would go through his work at the end okay and 
any imperfections I'd, uh, I'd touch up, you know. Okay. So I, I just wanted to make sure it was good, right? So that I did that. Okay. Yeah. And so the, the leverage was I could do a lot more business. I didn't have to do the work. Right. And yeah, so that was the first leverage for me. It, and then when he left, uh, he finally went on his own. Uh, and I thought, oh, here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here yeah. I am. I got to do the work. <laughs> and did you know how to run the tools at the time? No, at that I, time, no. Because I, I was you? a hand taper, and I used uh, those the the syringe and the, you know the cheaper angle heads. Okay. So I did everything by hand, and and uh, and I used those tin angle heads, right? Okay. Yeah, which they were okay. Yeah. They just wore out in the in the middle, right? Okay. And then left cracks, so. Uh, that wasn't very good. But yeah, yeah. So I had to keep changing them. And yeah, so, you know, I, I was good at taping. Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of work. Yeah. And then I saw him doing it. And he had such a Methodist. This, this guy, he just, this, nail spotters, he had yeah. everything. Yeah. He, he was loaded down and he just did his system, did his system, packed his lunch. Yeah. And did a system and did a system just day after day. And so that that sort of inspired you a little bit. Yeah, I saw this. You saw guy. there was a, there was potential here. Yeah, yeah, I saw okay. this guy, and uh, he just had this method and over and over again. So yeah, I thought, and and so then then you you had to rent the the Ames tools yeah. at the time. So, so then so yeah, you went out and rented a set. I rented rented the set, so okay. I had to put five hundred bucks up. Which we were talking about, that was a yeah. lot of money At, in 78. Oh, 77. 77. 500, 500 bucks, a lot of money for, de that's a deposit, that's essentially. A, yeah. Yeah. In case you lose a tool or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like they didn't like tools going no. missing. They keep sure. you honest, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So so that you lose an angle head, you're out 500 bucks. Well, at that time, yeah. Okay. Uh, you, like you paid an arm and a leg for them. Tool. Okay, and then you pay a monthly fee to rent yep. Ames tools. And I forget then back then when it, what even was it was like six eight hundred dollars a month or Jesus six, like a rent in a house seven year anyway and then now it's like up there you know but and it was worth it it was worth it because the was. tools were so fast it was it okay was. it was yeah. worth it so I so I had to bite the bullet and grab these and I, okay well here goes yeah and uh, yeah I started with a bazooka and. Just about divorce my <laughs> wife over it. <laughs> no, she, I, she just about divorced me over. She it. just about divorced you. I caused so much hectic in the first house. It was like I was so pissed off. You know? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you went through the normal progression of yeah. going from hand finishing to tools yeah. that most tapers yeah. go yeah. through so, to to yeah. learn the tools. And I was going, so I felt like I was going backwards, you know. Right. And right, I'm not right. a backwards type of guy. I want. Yeah, yeah. I want to be. Go keep going forward. Right? Yeah, but I know, but it, you know, within a week or two or a month, I was feeling it. Yeah, know? yeah. You were smart enough to know that sometimes you got to take two yeah. steps back to take yeah. one step you, forward. You really got to stop and yeah. say, "Look, don't worry about how much money you're making." Yeah, just get good at this. Yeah. So, so then um, you wander into a drywall supply yard. Yeah. It was, and that's where you got your materials. What was the name of that supply uh, yard? That actually was formerly uh, Winrock. 
Which would be F FBM now. FBM now. And where were they located at the time? In Nanaimo, in the central <coughs> part of it. Yeah, same area. Yeah, same area. Okay, and there was some crazy French-Canadian yeah. yeah. in the back yeah. tooling a box. Yeah. Well, he was a drywaller and, okay. and, and, and part-time... <laughs> Toolmaker, <laughs> sure. which, yeah, he was self-proclaimed uh, toolmaker. Yeah, and he, okay. had, he had cobbled together. <laughs> I would say cobbled. Cobbled is a great word. Cobbled together. <laughs> yeah, a half-ass set of tools, which I didn't like know. a whole set, including bazooka. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he had a bazooka too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that so, bazooka's got to be. Oh, <laughs> don't even talk about it. That's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Anyway, I didn't know that though. Yeah. I was just this guy want making, you know. Work. Well, you saw the value in the automatic tools, yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this crazy French Canadian yeah. in a in the back of a drywall shop that has his own set. Yes. He's actually cracked the code. Yeah, cracked the code. Well, he, I thought he did. <laughs> Put it that way. So I thought, and and at the time, uh, Ames was being quite uh, dictatorial, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you had no room. You weren't you weren't served by them. They were being bullies. Bullies. Yeah. <laughs> they were being bullies. Yeah, they yeah they were tyrants. And, and rightly so, because they had something yeah. no, nobody else had. And I would give anything to get out from underneath that. Yeah. And so when I heard about these tools, I says, I want to set now. Yes. And, and uh, so I kept bugging this uh, the the owner of this drywall yard to get me this set. What's going on? What's wrong with you guys? How come you can't do this? Well, anyway, it turned out they were had run out of money, and I think Doug, who was the president of the or the owner of the drywall yard, I don't think he trusted. Was the owner of the drywall yard financing this French yeah. Canadian yeah. guy to make yeah. a set? Yeah. Okay, so they were all kind of in yeah. cahoots. And I think he got tired of putting money in, and, and it wasn't happening. And uh, so when I he was kind of a loose cannon too. He oh, would he wouldn't work sometimes. Oh. He wasn't trustworthy. Yeah. He he was like the kind of guy you would he would ne wouldn't show up on the job. Just his word never meant anything. Okay. You know, so okay. So anyway, I come along. I'm in. You know, if you if you want me, and and the guy said, oh yeah, well, I think we'll consider that. So yeah. And in in what capacity? Finance. Yeah, finance. Finance. So, so finance you, you had saved some money from yep. your drywall endeavors. Yeah, I worked hard. And you saw the value enough in the tools that you were like, I'm, yeah. I believe in this. I'm going to yeah. finance yeah. you to develop this first set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And were you calling it Columbia at the time? No, it was Tornado, actually. Tornado. Tornado. Nice. <laughs> it's so funny. So, Tornado And tools. they were gold. And they were gold. <laughs> Same gold as Tape Tech is today. Yeah. Same gold as Tape yeah. Tech. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I was making, the, we were making them together with this guy and the Frenchman and Myself, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you yeah. start out and you make what a couple sets? Well, what do you, what do, you do? We have pumps. We had some boxes uh, with some angle heads up made of okay. old casting. Sure. Uh, the, of sand castings. I don't know if anybody knows what sand castings are, but they're very crude. Okay. Uh, casting. It's not like a, a an injection mold casting, right? So okay. So it comes out of a, a cast, and then you got a Neanderthal it. And machine it into yeah. something that has tolerances, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I had no real machining background, and right? So I really got quick, yeah, training. 
I had, I had to become a machinist. You had to be, yeah. And and just for reference, like I I had the privilege of seeing the Columbia warehouse where the tools are made and the machining that goes into these tools is yeah. extraordinary. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is a giant factory that has just some of the coolest tools I've ever seen making these little refined parts. Yeah. I mean, you, it's state of the art actually. It's beautiful. Yeah. And so and and even so you guys go beyond a little bit. I don't know if yeah. you know, and you do like medical equipment, yeah, things that like you tool you tool yeah. subcontract to other for hydro companies and okay. stuff. Okay. Like yeah. So going back to the story, yep. uh, and the French Canadian still with you. At the what was his name? Vern Badeau. <laughs> he's he's still, wild man Vern Badeau. Wild man Vern Badeau, and he's yeah. still with you at that time. Yeah. You tool a set of tools. Now you've got like a set of these tornado tools. Yeah. Where what do you do? Where do you go from oh. there? How do you how do you start? You're, you go, you're competing. You, go through, you go through a lot of pain. Yeah, you, you're, you're competing against uh, Ames, yeah. who like has complete market share. Yeah, they're the giants. Yeah, and they've been around for a couple years now. They're yeah. still refining their tools. Yes. Their tools are getting better all the time. Yeah. and you've got you've got ten sets of Tornado. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do with these tools? You go out and start. Letting guys try them, right? You go out, and that was locally. Yeah, that was locally. That was locally. And then the funny, it was just hilarious. I mean, I don't know if you know about nylon, but if you put nylon in water, it swells up. <clears throat> so we were putting these nylon bushings in the, in the bazooka, right? Okay. Thinking it was good, right? And we were keeping a very tight tolerance around the gear, gear hub, right? And uh, so everything was really slick and felt good. And so <laughs> I'd take this thing to the taper and yeah, try this. So he'd be running it, then it was just flying along. It was working, working pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah. Well, within a half hour, an hour, he was starting to like work hard. He, he could see it, like he was like sweating, right? Okay. Pretty soon, he couldn't hardly move. Like within uh, within an hour, the the t taper you couldn't even push it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because the nylon bushing tightened up around the hub of the okay. sprocket, right? Okay. And then it, it would just buy it would just like you put the brake on like slam it. Yeah, yeah. Up. Why would it do that though? Because expansion? Uh, it, yeah, expansion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because nylon uh, you know, maybe say there's only a thou or two tolerance. Well This it, is we would call this problem number forty five out of a million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was like so. You problem, go early problem number forty-five. Yeah. The nylon expands. The nylon how, expands. How, how could we possibly know? Oh my god! So, <laughs> when it heats up, because you're yeah. you're creating tremendous friction. Uh, well, it was just the water. Every uh, it swells. Oh. Okay. And the metal doesn't, right? So it just binds. So, I, I was I grappled that with that almost a whole year. Oh my god. And, and then we made it looser. Uh-huh. Give it more tolerance. But then it leaked. <laughs> uh, it just It's just a lot of fun. It was just one thing after yeah. the next. So, and so at what point in time you ended up having to get rid of the French Canadian? Yeah. So he became too troublesome. At that point, did you become Columbia Tools? Yeah. Well, no. No. Uh, the, the, my partner, he, I said, well, we got to get rid of this guy. Because he's just not, not <laughs> yeah. responsible, so we did. We paid the thirty grand to get to get lost. Okay, right? and then uh, 
he went and bought himself a brand new truck. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and then he totally burnt it up. Was <laughs> A year, I don't know. You said he beat it up. He, he got up. mad and beat up his own truck. He beat up his own truck. Why, why would somebody do that? Just serious problems. Oh, there. my gosh. Okay. But so, anyway. But it didn't matter well, to you because he was gone. Yeah, he was and, gone. And, and so he, then Doug and I were two together. Now we, But then it came obvious as, as we got into what Fern had done that it wasn't going to work. We had to go die casting. We had to get tighter. We had to get... We had to spend some money on molds okay. and technology, and uh, and that was 1981, around 80, 81. And, and you're still things running, were slowing down. You're right? still running a drywall company, yep. and, and so that's a, a large a part of why you yep. were able to stay afloat yep. and live is because you still had yep. income coming in from this drywall company. Yep. What was the name of your drywall company? Bernie's Drywall. Bernie's Drywall. <laughs> That's not very hard. <laughs> you get one of those shirts. Bernie's Drywall. Bernie's Drywall and Company. Yeah. Um, so cool. So you had the money coming in, and you, you're going back to the drawing board, so to speak. We're going to retool. We're going to really dial these at that point. Yeah. But the economy yeah. is starting to slide. Bad. Yeah, 81 was just seized. Okay. Every, you know, if anybody's... Of any age, they, that was a rough time, you know. So, the the guy in the drywall yard, he says, he says, I said, look, we got to spend about a hundred grand. I said, we got twelve thousand on this mold, blah blah. So I went to him with numbers. Okay. I says, you know, we got to kick some money in. Well, I think he was exhausted. His drywall yard wasn't doing good at the time, mm -hmm. and he um, he says, you know. I'm done. He says, I, I, business isn't good enough, so I want out. Okay. I said, well, how do we do this? And yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll, I don't mind. So he, he made a suggestion, and I, he says, you take the assets, and I'll take the write-off. So he got a big tax write-off okay. from all the expenses and the okay. books, and I just took the assets. Okay. That's all you need anyways to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Okay. So that we took, I took the assets, and moved it into my garage. Okay. Yeah. In in Qualicum. we were on a we were on a waterfront property. Okay. And we had this building these tools on on a, on, a, on the ocean front. You know, Beautiful. In, yeah. In nice setting. It was nice. It was like. How big was your garage? Not very big. Just a two car garage. Just a two car garage. Yeah. Okay, so now you all of a sudden you're in there too. And do you have any employees? You're making these tools yourself. I have one employee. Okay. At the time. Yeah. How fast can you pump out a set of tools? Oh, you can't. We we didn't. <laughs> a we, year. <laughs> <laughs> We're making one set of tools a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was funny. It was like, well, say the bazooka blade. Uh, I had no way of buying these. Bazooka blades because at the time they were just a prior, they were like a well, you just call up Ames, hey, I need oh, yeah. some blades, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, the, and they had they were the only ones that made this blade, right? So, where do you get them? Gosh, and there's a part of you that probably wants to take a tour out to the Ames factory and just sort of wander around, <laughs> just sort of wander around and just yeah. meet the guys. I'm doing a report yeah. for the local newspaper. Yeah. Something like that, but you never did that. No, no, you never did that. So I took a drywall knife blade, like yeah, with a box cutter or whatever. Yeah, and I would just take it a, a, a blade, an Ames blade. And I would uh, spray it blue with a blue coloring. Okay. And I'd carve out my blades uh, on a grinding stone. 
Oh my God! Every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. And that's just one piece. Yeah. One component. One little piece. One component. So, uh, yeah. what you? This was around eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. when would you say? So, from there, what was the major leap? forward would you say for Columbia Tools? I mean you're still like struggling. So you struggled for years. Yeah, so what I did is I, I got in <clears throat> I had no money left, right? Sure. So I had been on a and it was nineteen eighty one, so drywallers weren't making much money. They were like they'd gone from say say fifteen dollars an hour at that time down to about ten or five dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah, sure. You know, eight bucks. Drop, eight, yeah. bu eight bucks an hour, you know. And uh but I had been on a job up on the West Coast and for 30 houses. And I went and taped every one of them myself with one guy and okay. finished them and walked out of that there. That gave you some capital. Yeah, I walked out of there with about 65 grand in seven months. Okay. In seven weeks. Seven weeks, all right. And I dumped it all back into molds and dyes. Um, and then your wife cried again. And then, <laughs> and then we were broke again. <laughs> then, we were, then, we had, then we had no money again. Yeah. So you so you had a major tooling at that point, a yeah. re a retool yeah. on your own now. Yeah, you don't have own. to rely on yeah. anybody else. No. You can do it the way you want. And you're yeah. a hard worker, yeah. so you, you stuck to it and stuck to That's it. That's probably what only saved me is my un my for, for unwillingness to I just love to work. You like to work. And yeah. this was something yeah. we, we discussed. Bernie and I were talking about, uh, you know, sinking yeah. your teeth into something that is so grandiose and yeah. so challenging that it takes your whole life yeah. to to yeah. see come to fruition because it's such a challenging endeavor. Yeah. I couldn't imagine taking on manufacturing drywall tools. Like, what a nightmare. It, <laughs> the the, the minutiae and matter that's involved is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and at and, that time too, because there was no CNC machines, there was right. uh, no technology. That's what I was gonna say. You see your shop today, and it's just extraordinary. Yeah. Like it's like, how in the world did it get to be this amazing? Know. You know, no, um, so. very cool. So you're so you're manufacturing tools out of your shop, um, and how? Okay, so you were talking about marketing. Yeah, you were talking the major jump. So my way of doing it was, I would get up at three in the morning, and I'd phone back east. Okay. Saskatchewan, I'd be waking drywallers up. Nice. I was up in the middle of the night, yeah, talking to them, and I'd sell a set, okay, yeah, you know, into the middle of Canada because they were more acceptable. Do you right? ship them this set? Yeah. Be yeah. Oh, and also too, they're also under the thumb of Ames. Of course, they're looking for, they're a, looking way for a way out. out so yeah. that was probably part of your angle. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Yeah. We can finally get you out from under these yeah. Ames guys. I'm going to sell you a set. Yeah. I'm going to give you a really good deal. Yeah. And I'll come show you how to use them? No, nope. they, they, they already knew. So I, I would sell a set or two. That would keep us going. Another set or two, keep okay. us going. So I finally financed it on its own. And it was probably merit. more expensive back then because now you're selling the set versus renting. Yeah. You're you're getting a premium for yeah. the set. Well, the funny thing is, because Ames wasn't even selling at the time. No, they're just rent. No, yeah. Okay. So the, that was your angle. Well, even now to this day, uh, a taper a, a bazooka sold for eighteen hundred dollars. Okay. Back then. Yeah. And now it's not even that. So you were you were when you sold a set of tools back then, you're getting four times the profit margin that you get now. Doing a lot. Okay. All right. So anyways, so that we boot. 
basically bootstrapped yeah. our way out of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It was a, there was no, uh, and so then we come to this point where like, oh, so then my competition, which is basically, uh, was uh, at the time was Nanaimo Tuko, which was the say that again Nanaimo Tuko Nanaimo Nanaimo Tuko 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 yeah like and they, they that was a brand they sold tools all over uh, uh, North America so these yeah. fledgling drywall tool companies are starting to emerge yeah like uh, w yeah. who else was there there was. Um, Tape, not Tape Tech. Yeah, tape, tape Tech was in Seattle. Tape it, Tech was not Ames But it wasn't called Tape Tech at that time. It was, <coughs> uh, there was another name, Mr. Parts. Mr. Parts. Yeah, that was a, Mr. Parts. Was, <laughs> Mr. Parts. Yeah, and then there was, then, uh, then there was uh, of course, uh, the one in Texas now. It's still there. Uh, tape Worm. Tape Worm. Yeah, still, yeah it's Tape Worm. I heard yeah. of that now. And there was, and then the, the Ames Brothers came uh, got bought out, um, and they started up uh, Blue Line. Okay. Which is uh, the blue tool, right? Yeah. And so there was some things happening. Okay. Yeah, there was uh, there was three or four companies came out of it. Interesting. And Tulco was one. Yeah. Okay. And All then right. so he, the this the guy that owned Tulco went broke in '81 because of the economy. Okay. Plus, he had shipped tools out all over the place and didn't know is what he was doing. Like, all the tools came back, a lot of them. Like, the people were shipping them back in carloads, right? Did he have, like, a, did he have a fire sale at any point where, like, Bernie goes down there and is like, hey, I'll give you a few thousand dollars no. for, like, all this good finally, stuff? Finally, he called me up. Yeah. Okay. And he said, do you want to buy all my assets? Do you want some of this crap? Do you want to buy my assets? Right? Okay. <laughs> But I mean, he's in a bad position because you're the only, you're probably the only way that wants to, you're the only person. I'm the only one that would buy it. <laughs> the thing is. Like, I give you 10 bucks for the whole lot. No, was, so we went to the bank and said, <clears throat> we, we need 50 grand, right? And I said, but I don't want it on my house. Don't, I, I want it like just on the credit of the, the asset, right? You know, he, he promised me like, okay, we're not going to put you, put it on your house, right? What? What does that mean? Put it on your well, house. Well, you have to sign your house over. Like, okay. What do they call that? Lean it. Lean yeah, it against. Yeah. Lean it against your house. And I said. So anyway, we get the, we get the product. Yeah. Which I didn't trust the guy anyway. So we met him in a parking lot. We swapped all the dyes and molds out. Oh in the my public. gosh. And oh we, my it was like a like almost like a crime scene. You're doubling down at that point, though. Yeah. You're getting a lot of good intel. Yeah. And I'm okay. getting lots of uh, molds, and I got some dyes, and, uh, and lots of shipping boxes. Sure. All, I, I, so all kinds of cool. So stuff. anyway, we ended up. You were like a kid in the candy store. Yeah. But then I tried to take that back and put it into my garage, right? Yeah. Not gonna work. No. <laughs> so what are we gonna do? We're sitting there, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we find out this bank put it leaned our home home against it anyway so uh, so he went against his word yeah okay so anyway there we were well, what do we do do we stay in this garage or do we move to vancouver so that's what we did we so we decided you can't go back into the garage we gotta bite the bullet 
go to Vancouver. So that's and, okay, so at that point, yeah. you're kind of really committing. You really commit. I oh, mean, yeah. you've already committed. Yeah. But at this point, you're it's all like, okay, I'm, I'm no longer investing in, in property. Yeah. I'm going to go all in. Yeah. Like, if it, if it fails, I'm done. Yeah. Well, it, and that's uh, one, thing I, uh, one thing I learned in life. And I was in this course, uh, and the, the, the guy that was leading the course, he says... Like then, a life course? Yeah, kind of like, like commitment type of course. Yeah, and yeah. So I, what was it I, called? What was the course I called? I forget what it was called. It was Nature of Reality, I think. Okay, anyways. Anyway, so in that, there's something came up in that course that, because I'd always had the, I, I built houses, I was building houses, I was drywalling, and I was trying to do this tool business mm -hmm. all at one time. Mm -hmm. And something came up in that course, like, it's better to just choose one thing and to stay with it. Mm -hmm. And it went, ding! <laughs> so that's what, that's when I said, Okay, I'm in, and I'm. There's nothing else. I really else. need to. I really need to quadruple down yeah. on that. I'm all in, and there's and it was else. Columbia Tools at that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was the best thing I ever uh, did, even though it looked. Why? Why was that the best thing you ever did? Well, because you can <clears> always wander. Your mind can always want more, right? So, you, you, like I'd see drywallers making money, and I knew I could make a lot of money drywalling, right? Yeah. So you see them, you know raking in the dough and I yeah. knew how to do that. But, well, yeah. it's not scalable though. No. I mean, they'll rake in at so much, yeah. you know, yeah. you can grow to a certain yeah. amount, but. But do you have a limit, right? That's always my thing. It's like, well, it's gotta be, you know. Yeah. There's something attractive about scalability. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you can grow. There's yeah. no limit to how far you can grow yeah. if you have a good product. Yeah. If you're a drywall company, you can grow to a certain point. And that's what I knew. <clears throat> so, do, do I keep that, or do I give up that and go for something bigger? And right. that's what happened. And so I just kept biting my, <laughs> you know, I'd have drywallers come in. Yeah, I just made ten grand this month, right? You know, yeah. Oh, brother, yeah. <laughs> I just lost ten grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just invested ten grand on a bolt. <laughs> yeah, on a bolt. No, I just bought. I just bought a bunch of uh, plastic, and it just, you know, yeah. I just had to make another loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that that went on for about fifteen, twenty years. That feeling. That feeling. Yeah. Okay, like and, chasing your tail a little yeah. bit. And until. Until I finally, there was another epiphany. Uh, that so 15, 20 years, that puts us into like a mid-90s. Yeah. Mid-90s. Yeah. yeah. And, and is still not, even in the mid-90s, you're not like huge. You're primarily... Oh, thank God I wasn't because I've, I watched Nanaimo Tuoco ship all these tools all over the world. Yeah. And then they come back in piles. You have because to give pe credits people them. beat the crap out of them. No, or? they weren't. Fun they weren't right yet. They weren't up to any standards. You had, I mean, yeah. There's an event. I've heard about the advantages of growing small, growing slowly. Regional. You can work out all the kinks. Regional. Yeah. You might blow a region. <laughs> or yeah. Two, yeah. And it might take you 20 years or 15 years to get that region back. Right. But you haven't blown them all. Yeah. And people are very regional. I found uh, they don't know what's going on in the next region. Okay. Uh, so thank goodness for that. Right. If, if you're experimenting, right? Yeah, and drywallers are probably more secretive at the time, anyways. Yeah. 
So we're around the mid, we're in mid nineties, ninety five or so. Yeah. Then, then what happened? Some sort of another major shift. Yeah. Well, the, my kids came along. Okay. Yeah, uh, they were old enough now to want to get involved, right? Okay. And I didn't know. I didn't think they would. Ever... You're like, yeah, I got a little crew here. Yeah, a little crew. <laughs> So, uh, Elliot, yeah, it was, and and uh, for you, for you that don't know, Aaron and Elliot uh, pretty much run the show now. Yeah. they're they're Bernie's uh, boys, yeah. and they're in their forties. Yeah, and uh, so at at that time they were probably uh, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, you know, and are, they're showing an interest in oh, helping yeah. Dad run the company. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was amazing. That's cool. Like, so all of a sudden we have this team. Uh, bigger team. Yeah. Okay. Now that worked. Okay. And you so, know what? Each person has his, his genius, right? Sure. Like my, I can pioneer something, and I, I can bootstrap. I can just about get through anything. Sure. I, I'm like Rambo. Yeah. You, you know figure, I mean? you figure it out. Like I got a knife in my teeth, and I, yeah, and you're not going to get me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> type thing, and never you. And I always think of those movies where, you know, the bunch of bullets go into a guy, and he's on the floor, and his hands come up. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not dead yet. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm that guy. Yeah, but I'm not always the best for the progressive part, like uh, sure, like sure. the uh, the strategizing, which is Elliot's genius. And that well, and and to your credit, like yeah. you raised some great boys like they're the night if you haven't met Aaron and Elliot of Columbia they're yeah. the nicest guys um, you know just really great businessmen you too yeah. it's like I, I talk extensively yeah. with Elliot about marketing he's just a marketing whiz just a marketing whiz and all self-talk yeah yeah, yeah. really fascinating he's, it's just his genius he's he's got a mind like a like a trap yeah like, yeah and, and, well, and he, he see no he sees how things work like we had this machine one time, and I had this, <clears throat> and it had broke down. It was a bunch of gears that you had to take apart on a milling machine. Mm -hmm. So the guy that was supposed to be the good guy in the shop, like the, the machinist, he had it apart. He was, and he was trying to put it back together and wondering what 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 that, how it works. Elliot walks by. Yeah, just do this. Mm -hmm. And he can see that in a second. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Okay. I can't walk by and look at what's needed. Is All it? right. So he, his guy never got over it. He was like, oh, he just walks by and just tells me to do this. And I'm like, it worked. Crazy. <laughs> he, he, crazy. He, he was like, so he does that with everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, he's, he's very inquisitive. He's, inquisitive. he's very inquisitive about like, the, the sales strategies behind yeah. Fresco Harmony and stuff. He's always digging in, yeah. asking me questions. And, like, that, and that's yeah. funny. That's his, it's his nature. Well, the thing is, when you, when you look at his day, the day of his astrology day, day sure. it, uh, it's the day of, um, in, the day of perception or uh, like when you really, like when you can see, like he, he, he examines and examines okay. and exa and okay. he distinguishes what, anyway, it's all about, he's just a natural. It's just, okay. Yeah. And, and if, and also if you, uh, if you're listening and yeah. you want to listen to my interview with Aaron and Elliot, it's interviews 23 
and 26. It's a two-part series for Columbia Tools, and it's pretty great. We go into more there. Yeah. their side about marketing and yeah. how they hooked up with Phil and stuff like yeah. that later on yeah. how Columbia sort of grew yeah. um, but we're in we're in the mid 90s not everybody knows about Columbia no. and the boys are now on board and you know wh why do you think the brand grew you know it's a great brand I love the color the yeah. black colors cool um, Aaron and Elliot come on with some fresh energy yeah. maybe the internet's starting to come aboard you know, you might have a website or something yeah. coming coming down. We had pipe. a core good product. We had mastered <clears throat> just about everything. There was only a few things we hadn't mastered at okay. that time. So there was a... That would have been 20 years that yeah. you had been in business. Yeah. So we were standing on a, a pretty good brand name. Yeah, okay. And then we had some different things that happened. It was like all of a sudden... Uh, Ames comes along. They, they they made a job of going there, and they anybody that got a little bit too big, they take them out, like whack them all, you know, like they buy them. So out. Blue Line, Tape Master, like they buy them out, right? Yeah, yeah and these just, guys are selling just yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, because they were so tired. All right. They didn't have the tenacity. This, but I mean, money talks. It, this business is so hard because there's no big volume. And you can't go to China and say, look, make me 10,000 parts because it will probably last you for the rest of your life. Sure. <laughs> and they're probably not always that good, right? Right. So then you have to order more. Right. So so there, this thing never fit a, a large volume thing where most people, like, if you, have, if you have something that you can market to the whole world, you can get volumes going, right? Yeah. And that was the, always the, the Achilles heel. Uh, sure. This whole thing. So sure. So, um, so we had these moments when Ames would buy out uh, Drywall Master or uh, or tape or, or the what other would the uh, market, What would the market do in those times? Anything interesting? Yeah, because all of a sudden there was one last line, and and people didn't like the fact that it was. Would now it help your business? Though? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We, we had. Big kick boosts. You know, okay. Yeah. And did they ever approach you guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They sat in rooms with us and wanted to buy us. Yeah. Okay. I said, no. Not doing Why? it. Why? Why, why didn't you ever sell? Because I, I can't quit. What the hell would you do? <laughs> True. And, and it's like, I don't want to sell out to some corporation that that is all about money. It's like. And they were bullies, too. They bullied you so many years yeah. ago. <laughs> and, and you know what? There was a, there was a, there was a, some, I got, you know, they say you get tougher from something and your, yeah. your, your tin gets tested, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, yeah, I and, think. And, is... and, and this very thing made, it wasn't just a business. It was a way of growing up in life. You know, it was like who I am today is, yeah. is not what I, if I would never be like I am right now if I, if I hadn't done this business. Right. So, you'd have had like so there's you'd a, say you'd have sell part of your soul if you'd have sold yeah, those guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like uh, money, I have learned that. It, it, it doesn't matter how many zeros are in my bank account. I still don't feel any different. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any difference. It does. It helps. It makes. It yeah. Better. It eases life, but it still doesn't. Make 
No. It's, just, it's the accomplishment of working. No, the glow that I experience from you yeah. comes from you, you having given your life to yeah. the creation of something yeah. that nobody else, nobody else could have given birth to that. Yeah. You, 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 in, a, in a essence, you, you're leaving a legacy, yeah. which is a really profound thing in this yeah. world, I think, yeah. to, to do. Yeah, my family is different. It'll never be the same. Yeah. My whole family, like, because of what I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because everybody has had to like, holy shit, he did this thing. Yeah, he did. They all, they all thought we I said was, he wouldn't, but he did. <laughs> yeah, my mother used to say, you're going to fail. You're, you're not going to make it. Why on earth your mother and uh, uh, I heard that <laughs> last night. <laughs> I heard that last night and I was just like, dear God, I, I, woman. I, are I, you kidding me? I, what in the hell should you have done? She was a tough woman. I say. She, she knew, anyway, I said, Mom, just keep telling me that because that'll drive me on. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. telling me I'm going to fail. Yeah. That's the, the best kid, thing you could do. Yeah, that's the best thing. You like that Johnny Cash? I, mm -hmm. I, that's why I called you Sue, you know that? Yeah. 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 So Because I knew it would make you strong. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. a perfect uh, uh, example of that. Yeah, yeah, boy named Sue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. The funny and, it's, yeah. And so uh, you now, you sort of have taken a step back. Um, yep. Aaron and Elliot pretty much run the show. Yeah. When did that sort of take place? And and, and, it's a, and was, that a, was that difficult for you? Not really. It kind of happened over a period of time. I, in my sure. 50s, I started to back out a bit. I kept working. I kept I was in the shop all the time, and yeah. then when I got in my sixties, it was slowly, sure. I was slowly letting go. Aaron and Elliot were like, "Dad, Dad, you're just screwing things up, man. We we got we hey, every time you come in here, it sets us back a week." Well, <laughs> yes. And so so it came. My my genius was no longer needed. Okay, all right. <laughs> it wasn't. And so at that time, then what what does a guy like Bernie do? You know, uh, creates a lot of projects. A <laughs> lot of house project. Buy yeah. buy a remodel, maybe oh, yeah. uh, on, uh, yeah. on uh, Silver yeah. Street or on uh, Spring uh, Salt, Salt Spring Island, yeah, yeah. and see, and then dive yeah. in and see if you can remodel a house, yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, those are. And I did uh, just. I got a boat. Yeah, did a lot of fishing. Yeah, well, it's certainly beautiful up here. There's yeah. no shortage of yeah. things to do things to do uh up here on this island no so there's you know it's it's uh it's quite a slice this whole thing yeah it's pretty interesting this crazy life yeah so uh one thing i do ask all the interviewees is uh, yeah. for a pearl of wisdom you've had a bunch this episode but if you had a pearl of wisdom you could bestow specifically to the drywall community what would it be wow that's a good one. I don't know what the... Uh, I don't know, it's just... Uh, what would you tell all these crazy drywallers out there? If, if you could, well, if you, it, could, you got one shot to tell them something, <laughs> something you could put on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, fi find out exactly what you're meant for. Yeah. And, and just follow it like like just just go for it you don't think you got to be doing this or that 
just stay in stay in your lane or whatever you are you know mm -hmm. it, it's um, you can do that through looking at I, I've done a bit of astrology charts and stuff okay. and found found a found a quite a bit about myself. You know, yeah. And yeah. Just find out what what resonates in your heart and uh, and what feels like porridge or feels comfortable and you, that you love to do. Yeah. And just do it. Yeah. And don't worry about what Sam's doing or Frank's doing or, or what your mom tells you or what your mom tells you. <laughs> just stay in your lane and just. And then, and you know that I mean, that's huge for me. That I kept having to come back to that all the time, uh, yeah. all the time. Because yes. I have like, oh, I should be doing this, or I, should, I shouldn't be doing it this way, or like just block it out. Yeah, yeah. Stay yeah. in that. Trust your instincts. Yeah, stay with your your soul. You know, like uh, what feels good for you. Cool, cool. Yeah. Bernie St. James, Columbia Tools. Uh, it's an amazing brand. It's an amazing tool. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us live. We will put this. I'm also recording on the computer, so I'm gonna put this into a sweet podcast that's gonna go on uh, very soon, and it'll be organized and neat so that you can listen to it in your car or whatever. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, like just yeah. getting to know you. We just met like uh, yesterday in, yeah. the, in the remodel. Yeah. And uh, we're doing some fresco harmony and playing around, and uh, Bernie's being a good sport and letting me mess up his house a little bit with some colored mud. And yeah, uh, yeah we'll probably see each other see yeah. each other down the road. I think I'll be probably buying some of that stuff off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Off. Some yeah. of that crazy colored mud yeah. stuff. And uh, cool. And you guys have a fantastic Saturday and Sunday. And let me know what you think about the interview, or if you have any questions. For me or Bernie, leave them in the comment section and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Have a, have a great day. Shout out to Bernie St. James for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I sincerely appreciate your time and I know our listeners do as well. Special thanks to Columbia Tools also for sponsoring the month of June on the Drywall Podcast. We appreciate you for that. Here's the deal, folks. They don't just talk the talk. They don't just walk the walk. At Columbia, customer satisfaction is their battle cry. Their top priority is giving you a great experience from start to finish. Got a question? Got a concern? They are ready to tackle those problems head on, whether it's by email or phone or even through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Be sure to check out their YouTube channels, and their super detailed how-to videos also. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to every Friday with a new episode on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. If you have a question about the Drywall Podcast, if you have a question for me or a question about Fresco Harmony or anything, you can get a hold of us at info at frescoharmony.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Drywall Podcast today. I really appreciate it. And remember, keep drywalling. <laughs>